1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, my wife, Betty, has been working on a bunch of stuff here for um, some radio stations in our, our group, in our corporate group. So she is on a little bit earlier than normal. Uh, Betty, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Thank you, Craig. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm glad to have uh, you on. I'm sorry if I'm going to say some nonsense words because I'm still sleepy. <laughs> You're still sleepy? <laughs> you got here early today. You were here at like 7 a.m. working 7 on stuff. 7 a.m. I wake yeah. up at 5 a.m. Yeah, you wake up at 5 and then you, you got here and your husband got you a coffee and a little yeah. uh, cookie from Starbucks. Yep. Which sometimes I get you. Yeah. And by the way, when I say that, I open the app on my phone while I'm still laying in bed <laughs> and I buy it. So you drive by the Starbucks and pick it up. Yeah, because I'm here. running like right. all over the house. I, I do very, very little. I do very, very little <laughs> in that process. I open my phone, I hit order, and then I hit pay, and then uh, the rest is up to you. Um, but yeah, I thought that that made sense today. How many cups of coffee have you had? Well, today I have uh, three. three. Just three. Okay, yeah. just three. And I need the four. When I arrive home, I'm going to make <laughs> another one because yeah. otherwise I'm just going to like yeah. collapse on the bed. You know, and my favorite asleep. my favorite part of, of you and coffee, um, other than the fact, I don't know if we've talked about it a lot on the air, like as a kid, you were given coffee? Yes. Your mom would even Since, give it to you guys? Uh, we were six years old, yeah. all of my siblings. She would even give and it to you guys like to go to sleep? Yeah. Like no, just a little bit of coffee? <laughs> yes. Right? To a child to go to sleep? Yeah, yeah. And you're fine? It makes yeah. you drink coffee before you go to bed sometimes now. And you still yep, fall asleep. Yeah. It's, I don't know I how. I my mom for my addiction. To yeah, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. My favorite thing, though, uh, is, it happened this morning, too, is I told you I was going to get you a Starbucks because of your early start to the day and everything. Um, and then you went downstairs and you came back up and you were holding a cup of coffee. You made it home in our coffee maker. Yes. And I was like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm drinking my pre-coffee coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's totally true. Totally <laughs> accurate. I don't know. Uh-huh. My, I mean, that's how I keep up when, yeah. especially days like these that it, it was right. super busy today. Yeah. Uh, we just finished, uh, our lunch, um, a site, a website for a new yeah, you launched, radio station. You, you flipped a format on a yes. radio station yes. and you created a whole new website. You did it in a very yeah. short period of oh, time. Uh, yeah. And yeah. you're you're very proud of yourself, which you should be. Yeah. Um, but you've you've had a lot of coffee and you've had yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, I would I just would collapse in front of my computer. You know, you've I, I feel like we've talked about this on the air before. You've tried to give up coffee at times. Yes. What's the yeah, longest? You, what's the longest you made it uh, from when you said I'm giving up coffee uh, to when you had a coffee? I don't know, half of a day. <laughs> no, I, I think you made it a full day. I think you made it 24 hours one time. Yeah. Well, yeah, on Lent season. Yeah, in Lent. I think it was one day, and yeah. then I was like, Oh no, this is <laughs> this is not right. right. It's yeah. not supposed to be. I gotta right. be. I feel like coffee is the best possible thing to be addicted to. I know? think so. Yeah. Because yeah. there's benefits. There's health yeah. benefits. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I like energy drinks, and those are way no, worse no, for you. No, 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 no. Those, those are bad. Those are bad. All the taurine and all those like secret ingredients on those. Yeah, uh, you, don't, you don't like it. Uh, I know, Not no. A fan. I I remember one day I I drink a whole uh, red Red Bull. Yes, Red you did. Bull, yes. yes, that was an interesting. And buddy. I was like in a speed mode. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see into the studio sometimes when you talk, Betty, about some of the stuff because yes. you just shook your your head and your eyes. Yeah. And you did look like all of a like sudden, an, like you were taken over, <laughs> you were possessed. Yes. So in that moment, you you just sold it right, and right. you were you were very hyper um, for Betty yes, uh, after the yeah. Red Bull. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Uh, Which by how can somebody fall asleep and drink coffee but not handle a Red Bull? I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm telling you, Craig. There are uh, probably a lot of secret ingredients in those uh, cans. Yes. Like, but I, I mean, drink them, and I don't go that. I don't go that crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, every uh, organism different. is different. Yeah. So yeah. we get used to stuff. Yes. Yeah, you yes. eat stuff in Mexico, and it doesn't impact you exactly. at all. Exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. eat stuff in Mexico, and I wind up in the restroom for 24 hours. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
It's crazy, isn't it? It is very crazy. Yeah. It's very crazy. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about uh, before we do the word of the day? Anything you brought to the show? You don't uh, have to. I have sandwich? some topics. <laughs> You're saying you did bring a sandwich. You don't have gum in your mouth, but you I did bring a have, whole sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I told you, like, I, I was you really busy. busy. Yeah. Busy, and mm-hmm. uh, I felt like I was on in the line of our work, like super fast speed working without going to breaks or right. bathrooms or anything. Yeah. So yeah. that sandwich has been sitting on your desk yeah, for a few hours well, now. Yeah, she's But warm. now it's finally getting yep. eaten. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's good. It's good that you're eating it. Hopefully I don't get sick. All right. Uh, I have a couple things for you before we get to the word of the day. Uh, the first one, and you've worked in like food and restaurants yep. before. Uh-huh. You've been a cook a bunch of places. Uh, apparently someone got in trouble with a manager at a McDonald's, not here in Uh-oh. our community. This is somewhere else in the world. And it went viral on social media. Because apparently McDonald's has a guideline for how many swirls to put on an ice cream cone. If okay. you swirl the ice cream too many times, yes. that's a mistake. Yeah. So the manager got mad and put up a um, – uh, or actually I think just sent a message, uh, a text message to the team telling them all to read the the guidelines for how many swirls to put on the snow cone yeah, yeah. or the ice cream cone. And the workers like, come on, guys. Like, do we really have to regulate <laughs> yes, this? Yes, yes, Do you remember some of those oh rules my and God. how intense yes, they were? Yes, they were. Well, you know what? I don't want to say names aloud. Don't but, say names. Yeah, uh, I don't want to get in trouble. The store where that I used to work in the past, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have a regulation. Well, we kind of ha- we had our regulation, but we kind of like, okay, we're just going to add a little bit more uh, depending on, like, you know, the the customer. Yeah. And then well, our supervisor was like, okay, they ch- the, no the, more the owner – Change, uh, it switch or whatever. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, you're right. The corporate. Can I say no, no, no. Let's not do that. No. Okay, no, no. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, a big corporation that big sells corporation. a lot of things online yes. uh, took over a, took a, over. a grocery and, store, and then, and then stuff everything got crazy. was. Oh my god. So everything, much different. We had to wait every single like a, right. a food yes. item, right. and we were like nuts because because mm-hmm. we were not just not we we just did whatever we wanted. Right. No, and, and I, I'll be honest. There's there's an aspect of like trying to save money for a business owner that I get. Um, but at the same time, like the amount of swirls you're putting in an ice cream cone, if you do one swirl too many, yeah. it feels like an odd thing to be made fun of or to get in trouble for. Yeah, well, yeah. my thinking is like uh, I'm talking about my experience at that, at that, that place. place. At the end of the day when we close Exhausted. the store, we throw a lot of food, oh, yeah. a, a lot of good yeah. food. Right. So, why know, not just throw on, a little bit extra? Exactly. And our minds was like, why we don't add a little bit extra at the end of the day to people <laughs> who are just kind of like around the store, yeah, like around on. 9 p.m. Right. or no 10 p.m. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you start to be familiar with your regular customers. So mm-hmm. we we did that. We, yeah. we we used to do that. And then not anymore. And then They're not yeah, allowed. they changed. Double yes. trouble. Super, super. Super sad. important. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you love ice cream cones. That's another big uh, thing that you love a lot. I would love that. Uh, that you like key. the extra swirl. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Any more extra swirls than you can <laughs> yeah. ice cream cone, which is the only thing you get. When we go to any ice cream place, you want a kid's cone of an ice cream cone. Yes. And I have to order that if I'm the one uh, buying it yes. for us, and you are not a child. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yes, that's, right. that's silly of me. But no, yeah. it's fine. I like it. I, that's the right amount for you. You know, you're, yeah, I'm you're, tiny. You're yeah. a little, you're yeah. little. Yeah. Um, one other one. <laughs> I feel like that might have sounded mean. I didn't mean it mean. Uh, one other one, and then we'll get to your word of the day. Uh, Costco has a pretty crazy return policy. I don't know if you know about this, but mm-hmm. they allow people to return all kinds of stuff. And so this went viral recently on social media. Uh, someone said that not only had they previously returned a two-year-old mattress. Uh, to Costco. They used it for two years and then they said they didn't want it anymore. So they returned it and they got their money back. Uh, but they've now been returning other things like mostly used toilet paper 
uh, meaning that there's only a little bit left in the roll, and you try to turn it back no, in. No, that's no nice, people. Come on. <laughs> oh my God, right. no. And the 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 post is saying that we don't deserve uh, the great Costco return policy, uh, but also a bit essentially exploiting the company for something they shouldn't be doing. Uh, how do you feel about that after we talk about the ice cream cone yeah, and the no, too many squirrels? Yeah, no, unfortunately, <laughs> there is always going to be people who mm-hmm. take advantage of the, yeah. the good, you yeah. know, yeah, that's, that's not fair, yeah. This no. person also said that their grandmother once returned a plant that they had had for a year that died uh, to Costco <laughs> and got <laughs> no. the money back. Oh my God, that's so mean. <laughs> who those are? I don't know. Uh, well, when, you're people. In, when you're in Mexico, if any of our plants die, I'm going to try to return them. Oh, you know what? My mom actually told me the other day, I was like, I cannot believe you guys had... Uh, if you didn't like a t-shirt or like a pair of shoes, you can just you return it. Because we don't have that in Mexico. You can't return anything no, 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 in Mexico? No, in Mexico Stuff it's can't totally get returned? different. No, really? you, you buy it and you, you are stuck that. with it. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you sell it on your own. And you I want not know I feel like in the big cities you can. You can return stuff. Uh, no. no, really? They have different policies oh, wow. in here. Okay. That's oh, why nice. my mom, when she visited me in Chicago, she's like, oh, no, this I know. <laughs> we can return this that I didn't like. And you take advantage. Yes. I got you. All right. It's time. What's the word? of the day. Uh, Betty is teaching us, everybody in central Illinois, uh, Spanish one word at a time. Uh, every single day we do the word of the day. I try to pronounce it. Yes. Uh, so what's today's word of the day? Okay, your word of the day, Craig, mm-hmm. for you to pronounce it for everybody else yep. out there. Pronounce it home. Agotado. <laughs> All right. What does that mean? Exhausted. So that's what you are right now. Yes. You are agotado. 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 Or agotada. Agotada. For, oh, for you, Female. so you're agotada. agotada. Okay. For you, it's agotado. I'm an agotado. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are an agotado. <laughs> I am, all the time? Okay. Well, okay. yeah, in the mornings, yes. Mm-hmm. Agotado, that's a good one. I agotado. like that one. Am yes. I saying it right? Agotado, yeah. Pretty much? Okay, yeah. good. All right, good. I'm or, glad about that. Or cansado, which is similar. Yeah, that means you want to go to sleep. Cansado, yes. Cansado, yeah. I'm going to cansado later tonight. Can, uh, yeah. Agotado is fancier than Oh, nice. Cansado. You're teaching us fancy Spanish now. Yes. I like that. Thank yes. you, Betty. Uh, go get some sleep. Okay, yes, okay. I will. Right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> a quick break, a lot more. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. 1470. 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Holland Show. Thank you to a bunch of texts, 309-340-4464, saying they like Betty's Word of the Day segment, uh, including uh, a friend of the show, Eric, who said that he got the word right when he was trying to pronounce it. A uh, Good job. Agutado, I think I'm doing it right, is the Word of the Day. Uh, it means to be tired. Um, other stuff out there, uh, just going through some things that I thought were kind of interesting. 14% of adults would leave a 13-year-old home alone for a weekend. Um, you know, it's interesting when I saw this, I, I saw some of the reaction to it. Uh, and I even heard some of the other shows, uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins among them, uh, kind of talk about this. And that was normal, uh, for me growing up. Like, I think that that's the age where you started to be, uh, somewhat sufficient. I feel like by maybe 14, if not 13, uh, but somewhere in that range, my sisters would even be like responsible for us. Maybe my mom's going to correct me on that, but I feel like that's about it. I remember having a babysitter. Uh, when I was a little kid, but I remember by the time that my uh, sisters got to be like eighth grade or in high school, uh, that would transition. I think that's right around that age, 13, may, maybe a little young, maybe more like 14. Uh, but I think that's around when people uh, would start to uh, trust a kid um, to even watch other kids. And I, it probably depends on a couple things. And that's what I heard uh, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robin say or David Van Camp say specifically. It depends on the kid. Uh, there are some kids you would trust more than others. 
I feel like myself and my brother, maybe not at 13, <laughs> would have been left alone. But our sis, my sisters, older than me, probably would have been uh, left alone and watch us. Uh, and then uh, it depends also probably on the amount of time. Like if you're leaving someone home for an hour uh, versus leaving them home for like a night, I think that that also changes quite a bit for most people. I would assume that not a lot of parents would let their 13-year-old have like an overnight uh, at home or at home for a weekend, uh, which I think is uh, what this says here uh, more so than anything else. But but it depends on the kid. Uh, these things uh, would fluctuate quite a bit. And I think my mom is now texting me so I can actually tell you what she says as far as it goes. Yeah, 13, 14. Uh, my oldest sister was very mature, is what she said. So that's that was totally fine for not only her to be left at home, but her to be like watching us for a whole weekend, Ma. Uh, would you say that it would be for a whole weekend? Uh, text me and let me know that too. But there's a lot of debate on this and a lot of parents saying how terrible it would be and how uh, tiny of a percentage right now, as I said, 14% that said they would do it. Uh, maybe that's one of the the many, many ways that we've had a lot of things change in our society as far as uh, kids and parents go. Uh, there's a lot of stories about just how much um, coaching is being provided to parents about how lenient uh, you should be on kids compared to previous generations. So uh, no way, a few hours is what mom, not a whole weekend. All right, that's what I thought. So a few hours at most to watch other kids uh, at that age. Um, other things out there that I thought were interesting, I guess this is somewhat uh, serious or political in nature, but I, I find it interesting. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled in a way that surprised people uh, with two conservative justices agreeing with uh, the Democratic justices uh, or the you know liberal justices in deciding that a President Biden-backed thing is a thing that will uh, remain. Uh, the ruling in the case of Allen versus Milligan ordered Alabama to redraw con- uh, congressional districts that were created by Republicans in 2021 uh, Biden and civil rights activists had argued that the the district maps discriminated against black voters and the win in court and two of the conservative justices deciding to agree on this was because even though Alabama was 27 percent um, black people, the congressional maps drew pretty much only one area uh, where the black community would have had a a majority of the vote everywhere else in the in the state. It would have been a majority of the vote going to not um, you know, the black community. You know what I think is interesting about that, too? And I had on um, the president of the NAACP locally a couple weeks ago uh, for a conversation that I think was uh, really great uh, that he was willing to have with me in a few different things. Um, but one of the things that, that should have come up and didn't, and I remember I was asked about the disparity in the Senate. There are three black senators, and yet uh, our society is 13, 14 percent of our country, I think is um, or maybe a little bit less than that, maybe like 12, 13 percent uh, are, are um, black Americans. Now, what didn't come up is that actually in the House, the disparity has changed quite a bit. It's, it's almost exactly reflective of the percentage of people who are um, in that community, um, you know, uh, the black community. You actually have 12 percent of our House of Representatives that is that is um, black politicians. And so what I think is really interesting uh, about this whole idea and the way in which they're telling uh, Alabama now to redraw their con- uh, the congressional districts is even though uh, there is a unique conversation about how uh, bad it would be uh, that some communities uh, live in close proximity to each other and aren't more spread out uh, throughout, say, any community, even in our um, our own community here. Uh, there are uh, parts of our of our city uh, that are more uh, one um, a race than another. 
that actually does benefit said race in the world of voting for someone that represents a specific portion, a specific um, uh, part of our our city or our state uh, via these district maps. And I hadn't it hadn't dawned on me before. It might be a silly thing for it not to dawn on me, but there's actually a benefit uh, to people of a certain community all living close to each other as far as the voting power of said community, uh, which is interesting. Um, and again, something that I kind of wish I had talked to uh, the president of the NAACP uh, locally uh, about because I, I hadn't thought of it. Uh, but the Supreme Court has told Alabama for that exact reason, they need to redraw these these districts to be more fair to what the population is uh, there to reflect the population better. Uh, one other story that I thought was interesting, and I guess you could call this Somewhat, uh, I don't know, uh, certainly not political, uh, but I guess just not exactly the lightest of news, but just interesting news. Uh, NCAA football might have a, a problem as far as a video game they're going to be putting out and a bunch of athletes that play uh, college football because the athletes are thinking about boycotting the game, not allowing their names and likenesses to be put in the game because the game is not giving the athletes very much money uh, for using their names and likenesses. Uh, EA includes a $5 million pool of cash for the players in total, uh, and that is roughly uh, 10,000 players in college football. So each person gets like 500 bucks for their name and likeness. And the athletes are like, that's not good enough for us now. Now that we can make money off of our name and likeness, uh, we want more cash. We want more individual ability to get cash from you. And if you don't give it to us, you can't be in the game, uh, which basically means, I don't know if anyone remembers this, there were basketball games I played as a kid where Michael Jordan couldn't be in the game. Because uh, he was too expensive of a person to to put in the game, like he had too much, um, you know, value to his name and likeness. So they called him like Player Ninety Nine or something. I forget what it was, and he would just be a part of the game, uh, the brand new NCAA football game uh, that's coming out. And it's been a while since they've had one. Might have a whole bunch of athletes who are just weird custom names created to be similar to actual people playing in college right now. Because I don't think they're going to put the brakes entirely on the game. They're probably just going to put in a lot of player 99s, uh, which is, well, uh, something. I don't know. Uh, it is interesting, though, because the college athletes have every right to ask for more money, and the game probably would not be able to afford it all, um, although it is expected to be pretty popular. Those games were popular when I was growing up. A quick break, 1470s and AM. 100.3 is an FM all over the internet, WMBDRadio.com and the WMBD Radio app. 1470, 100.3, WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. I'm going to play some audio from the president in a second, uh, and eventually I'm going to land on some audio uh, where the president is responding to questions about LGBTQ, uh, specifically about uh, transgender uh, individuals. And I, I got to say, before I even play any of this, that I never fathomed a world uh, where this would be a conversation that would be talked about this much. Um, and I'm not trying to be a, a jerk about it or say, you know, anything other than I just I just didn't think uh, this would be an everyday issue uh, the way that it is right now. And, and I've talked about before on this show uh, the amount of people who are actually in the category, in the group of individuals uh, that we are discussing, uh, transgender specifically, and it's 0.6% of the country. It's less than 1% of people. Uh, that fall into that category right now based on the data we have, and yet this feels like a, a constant conversation. And even more so than that, and something that is worrisome to, to some, is the amount of people who fall into that category that are of the youngest uh, of our generations is actually three times 
still 1.6% of people uh, that are uh, around, um, I think, mid-20s and younger uh, that identify as transgender. Um, and yet, still, uh, some of the ways in which we converse about this, some of the ways in which the right and even the left um, are, are discussing it, uh, to me, are, are so wildly confusing um, as far as the actual uh, truth in what I think uh, maybe some of these policies are after and some of the reasons why maybe this is such a, a constant conversation. I think there was a while where this was a talking point in the world of politics, and I really didn't bring it up on my show. And it wasn't because I was trying to avoid the topic. I just I didn't have much of an opinion um, because I don't have a kids that I send to school, and I, I don't really totally fathom some of the ways in which arguments are being made, um, especially arguments that are being made about what parents do and don't have a right to do uh, in regards to their kids. But anyway, let me play this audio first, and then we'll get back into this conversation. And actually, before I even do that, let's play the, the easier, the, the more fun audio. Uh, this is the President of the United States calling the British Prime Minister Mr. President, which is not a role, and then a little bit later than that, not a role in the UK, and then a little bit later than that, also saying um, something about Winston Churchill and forgetting the guy's name. Totally mentally capable, our President right now. Well, Mr. President, Mr. President, I just promoted you, Mr. Prime Minister. It's great to have you. Second balcony seat, the first balcony seat. So, at any rate, uh, and there's an awful lot of stories that are told, probably a bunch apocryphal about. Uh, um, yeah, you know the guy, the former Prime Minister. Uh, like you take baths up there. Anyway. Wandering so, around at three in the morning. Yeah, Winston Churchill <laughs> bothering, uh, bothering Mrs. Roosevelt. That's Prime Minister uh, Rishi Sunak saying the thing that President Biden couldn't think of. Winston Churchill is the guy's name. You remember that? Okay, that's fine, sir. It'll be fine. All right, let's get to the more serious one, uh, the topic that is now a, a political conversation. Um, and again, it's sort of a surprising one. Uh, a reporter stood up and gave a really long question in which they said that, you know, the, the talking point thing uh, that you hear a lot, that there are states that are now passing anti-LGBTQ uh, laws and there are people in that um, group that are under attack. And that uh, I think the reporter said she even talked to a family uh, that was contemplating where they should move to, uh, even move, I think, out of the United States because of fear that their child is somehow going to be treated uh, badly uh, by the uh, country that we live in. Uh, here is what the president said in response to uh, those issues. But our fight is far, far from over because we have some hysterical and I would argue prejudice people who are engaged in all what you see going on around the country. It's a, it's an appeal to fear, and it's an appeal that is totally, thoroughly unjustified and ugly. It's wrong for that a person can be married in the morning in the United States and uh, fired in the afternoon by their employer because they are uh, they're gay. Yeah, they can't be. Um, I'll just answer that last part first. They they can't be. The Supreme Court ruled that firing workers because of their LGBTQ status was unlawful in 2020. There was a Supreme Court ruling that decided that's not something you can do. So the last thing he said uh, not only can't happen, if it does happen, someone has a pretty easy court case they can go through uh, to get some sort of, uh, you know, um, a financial compensation for being fired for being gay. And why would politicians... Um, exaggerate the, the problem. 
uh, that we see in our society right now. It's to make you emotional, whoever you are. I don't mean you as in someone from a specific group. I mean you as someone who's likely to vote in an election uh, and make you vote based on your emotional um, reaction to a topic, to a conversation that, again, uh, just to put a, a full loop on it before I give uh, some of my other opinions on this, I never thought would be a daily talking point because of how small of a group of individuals uh, we are discussing, 0.6% of our country identifies as transgender. Uh, but I will say this, and this is the most honest way to try to evaluate the situation from both sides of the, the conversation, which is something I thought about all night last night. I've been talking about the What is a Woman documentary. Uh, people have been asking me uh, via text 309-340-4464 what that documentary is, where they can find it, and if they can watch it. Um, and you still can. It's still up on Twitter. And here's what I think um, really is at the core of this. And you can tell me I'm wrong. Please feel free. 309-340-4464 as far as a text to send me. Uh, there are people right now in our society that are convinced that children absolutely know who they are. And if they tell you that they're transgender, if they tell you that they're um, something – uh, that kids, it doesn't matter how old they are, they just know. They're just absolutely right. There's no way they could be wrong. Uh, there's no way that, that the social world, the society we live in right now is pressuring kids um, to say or, or feel certain ways for all kinds of reasons. Uh, there's no chance that the amount of things going on in our society, too, uh, they're demonstrated through the mental health of young people, uh, like social media and its impact on kids, are playing a role in some of the things we're discussing. There's no way that any of this stuff could even remotely cause uh, someone to say something at a young age that they don't feel is true as they get older. And then there's another side of the conversation that thinks that exact thing will happen with a whole lot of people. And so that's the core of the argument. I believe. I think it's very core. And yes, you can say it's about something else. You can say that you feel or, or don't feel uh, that certain things are, are are real or not real in our society at all. And I don't, I don't even need to go there, I think, to win this conversation or at least to try to have this conversation uh, with someone who hears me say stuff on the radio and thinks I'm an ist, thinks I'm a, um, a homophobic or transphobic uh, radio person, uh, which I promise you I am not. Uh, I promise you again, I'm being very honest when I say I didn't think this would be a topic of conversation uh, that I'd be having uh, so often on the show or all over politics as often as it is. But I think very simplistically, if you want to evaluate the other side of a disagreement like this as kindly or with as much grace as you possibly can, uh, those who are saying that these laws are necessary uh, are saying it, especially all the parents who are saying it, because they have a desire to protect their child as a kid from making a substantial mistake if they don't end up feeling something is true as they get older. And even more than that, as I dove deeper into it, and uh, Matt Walsh is the name of the guy who made the What is a Woman documentary, uh, and he put something up on Twitter uh, that showed how easy it was for his uh, straight producer uh, to get a document from a, a medical uh, company and a nurse uh, that said that he needed to get a, a surgery to remove his his testicles um, because he said something on a phone call once to someone, had no other mental health evaluation of any kind. It's that easy to get a document that approves something like that. Um, but the only other thing I'll say about all of this is that it, it's sort of um, scary that the position of politicians who are arguing about this is someone has to be hateful. There's no other way someone can feel a certain way about some of these things, and that uh, translates to how we talk about it in our society. And if you disagree with someone, there, there's got to be hate 
uh, buried somewhere in a position that's not radically new uh, and not one that's more the position people have had for a while as far as thinking that kids aren't totally equipped uh, to make life-changing decisions uh, at ages that are very, very young. I just don't get it. And that's me being as honest as I possibly can be uh, about this segment and maybe to some people being weaker on the segment that, or weaker on the topic than I should be. But darn it, I, I can't help it. I don't have uh, a young person in my life that's that said some of the things that we're talking about here. I don't have any kids that I, I feel an overwhelming need to protect, which any parent would. I, I just don't have uh, the connection to this story that I, I, I guess I might need uh, to be um, more uh, have more strength in my in my take on it, but I also just don't get how we're at a place where these types of conversations so quickly go to how dare you hate uh, a group of people uh, when it seems like a very reasonable stance to be taking and one that for whatever reason now has become a, a huge political talking point. All right, quick break. A lot more talking about way less serious stuff next. Fourteen seventy one hundred point three WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Fourteen seventy. 100.3 WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Uh, you're probably hearing about the wildfires going on in Canada and how it's causing a whole bunch of um, uh, weird conditions as far as the air goes uh, here in the United States, in New York. Uh, there's a bunch of crazy viral videos and photos and stuff of people with um, – even New- Yankee Stadium, I saw one with like the crazy orange sky in the background. Uh, and because of that, this has gone viral. It's an advertisement for Diablo 4 which is a video game. And uh, the billboard simply says Diablo 4, and then it says, Welcome to Hell! And then it says New York, uh, 6623, uh, which I guess is the date that the video game came out. Uh, people are thinking that this is odd timing for a... <laughs> For a, a billboard to pop up with the welcome to hell phrase on it, and then you have the crazy orange sky in the background. Uh, I was reading that this um, uh, crazy you know, weather condition thing uh, might move throughout more of the United States. I don't think it'll ever get here, uh, although maybe it will. Uh, but it, it's it's sort of insane to see the, the visuals of it. I don't totally comprehend how serious of a health risk situation it is, and I think there's some division on on that. Exactly. I know people are wearing masks and stuff in places like New York. I don't know how much the masks are really going to help if the situation is bad. It seems like it's pretty bad, um, but it's just weird. It's just weird the amount of viral photos. And then the Yankee Stadium one, uh, I think there's a time-lapse video. Uh, they canceled the Yankee Stadium, the Yankee game the other night uh, because of it. Um, but it, it shows like the transition from regular sky to, to horrible sky. And I would have thought I was looking at Fenway Park because that's where the devil lives. Anyway, other stuff. I love that shot. Uh, actually, I think I've talked about this on the radio before. Uh, when I did a sports show here in town uh, with Scott Robbins, yes, he and I did a show together, and it was a freaking blast. I used to make jokes all the time about the Red Sox being the devil's team and the devil living under uh, Fenway Park. And we used to get a complaint from some listener uh, all the time, my boss used to, uh, about how horrible that was. How dare Catholic Craig uh, make a joke about the devil and the Red Sox? And it was it was a consistent uh, complaint. And he used to ask me sometimes, please stop saying that thing. And I can't help it, man. I'm still saying it now because I'm, I'm convinced that if there is uh, a team that the devil roots for, it's probably the Red Sox. Uh, anyway, other stuff out there. Uh, newlyweds were shamed on social media because they put something on their car window. 
as they were driving around town after getting married uh, that people thought was tacky or even worse than that. They put a Venmo um, um, username, which meant that if you saw them drive by you and it said just married, you could just Venmo them money. Uh, I do think that I wouldn't go that road. I wouldn't beg for a cash from people I don't know uh, just because of something. Uh, but more than that, I think it's interesting how often people just assume that you'll send a complete stranger money. Uh, this story that I'm talking about is in the New York Post. And I saw another story in the New York Post about a woman, a young woman, um, attractive woman, who got fired from her teaching job because she had a OnlyFans account. Uh, that's an adult website. And so she put something up also on social media uh, with a, a, I think, link to some way to pay her uh, Venmo or something else, uh, trying to raise money uh, because it was unfair, she thought, how she got fired. And she asked for like $10,000, and they said that she only had 20 bucks raised so far uh, because that didn't seem like something people were jumping at the chance uh, to just throw uh, money at. But especially in general, not even these two odd specific cases uh, where young people just seem to kind of think that other people just randomly send you money if you give them a, a way to do it. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Not everybody is your parents. Uh, if you hit them up for cash, they don't say yes. Uh, I feed my dates $1 meals is the headline to a topic that I love a lot. Uh, this guy's name is Elliot. He's 36. Uh, he says that it doesn't matter if someone is willing to you know, have a first date at his, his place and he cooks for them there or if they want to have a first date and they go for like a picnic or something, uh, he'll cook the meal, he'll make the food, and he makes sure that every first date costs him $1 <laughs> in the amount of uh, food that he provides to the uh, person uh, that's on the first date with him. And he says he wants the cost to be as low as possible for that first interaction. He's making the meal. He's going the extra step. I think his go-to is spaghetti with baked beans, um, and maybe sometimes he varies it a little bit from that. But he tries to stick to a $1 first date rule, <laughs> and I kind of love that. I think that's kind of hilarious and awesome. Um, and even sometimes it's $1 total for both dishes, and you can meet up, go anywhere you want. And then, uh, you know, uh, after the date is over, I guess if, if things are going well, and you have a second date, maybe he'll splurge and spend $2 on you. Uh, but I do think that's funny. And I, I think that's actually kind of genius um, because uh, whether or not it's a – and actually, you know what? I'll say this, and then I'll move on uh, to something else. Uh, but I remember very early on in my relationship with my wife, and I'm a guy that likes to pay for stuff. Uh, I know you're told by some now that, like, dude should know he's pay for stuff, which is weird. I don't know when those rules uh, kicked in, but I never really followed them. But I remember it was like my second or third date uh, with the missus, and it was Valentine's Day. And so I took her to like a nicer meal in Chicago uh, and we had a fun time. And I, I when I'm having fun and I also like the person I'm with. And yes, I very much like my wife. I like I splurge extra. I think I got an appetizer. I think I got some fancier drink things and whatnot. And I remember like a, a couple weeks after that, I had to break the news to my wife that I wasn't loaded. That I didn't have a whole bunch of money because I created a very different expectation about how dates would be. And I just sort of did it by accident. So this might be a more genius move than the move I made. Uh, you don't splurge in the first date. You go the complete other way. So things ramp up. Uh, you don't want date. I, it, it must have been date two or date three. I think the second date was a Super Bowl party that I threw. Uh, that the missus went to, and that definitely I didn't spend a lot of money on. I think it was the third date that must have been like the uh, the very, very fancy meal date that then did not happen again for a, a good amount of time. Uh, I saw this, too. This is weird, uh, and I'll end uh, the topic on this. We'll take a break. We'll do some top five at five after Will does some news. Uh, but a person has gone viral. Her name is Hannah. Uh, she is giving a unique sleep hack. 
that she says helps her sleep like a baby. Uh, she lives in Texas, and she has 10.5 million people uh, that have viewed this video. She says she tries to look as much like a, quote, hostage as possible. Uh, this has got to be a mental health thing. Uh, she says she has a sound machine. She tapes her mouth. Uh, she has a sleeping mask, a sleep crown, a fa- face pillow stacked on top of other pillows, and she essentially looks like she's being held captive, and she, yes, tapes her mouth closed, and she says it helps her sleep so easy. Um, and I think the reason she says this, the, the joke here, is that the temptation to look at your phone or any kind of social media at night is so great for her that the best way to stop her from doing that is to turn herself into a hostage for the evening. Uh, but this would be jarring. And especially if she winds up with a uh, a man at some point in her life with a with a romantic partner and uh, the guy gets ready for bed and she starts doing all this to herself. I feel like there's got to be a moment where you have a, a unique conversation about what the heck is going on or you maybe are just terrified uh, that someone at some point would uh, see the sleeping situation of the missus and you would be hauled off and taken to the pokey. Maybe I she's just tired from all the work she has to do <laughs> to get ready to go to sleep. So she tapes her mouth shut and uh, makes herself look like a hostage. Yeah, that's got to be exhausting <laughs> to do all that every right. single yeah, night. That you then just pass out.